Hello, Egyptologists and Americans coming to you from the year 2505 at the tomb of Emotep in Burbank, California. This is the Film vs. Film podcast. I am your host, Quinn Boys. I have seen almost two dozen movies in my life, most of them that I really liked. And I am joined, as usual, by my friend and co-host, Leonard Smith Jr. Leonard, what's up? Um, I'm not really sure what's going on with this prompt or this episode, but I'm excited. Oh, you sound a little uh, slow. You sound a little yeah, dumb today, Leonard. I, yeah, I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm honestly upset at Quinn for making me watch this movie that we are about to talk about. And I'm just coming in hot. But um, Coming in, uh, coming in slow. <laughs> coming in slow. Am I coming in slow? Energy, Leonard. Oh, oh, I, well, I, I will, I will uptick. And uh, no, nah, it's me. It's Leonard Smith Jr., your co-host of the FEF podcast. Um, this is a very fun episode because uh, Josh. Uh, oh shit, man, I'm I'm really messing up today. Um, no, that's okay. You're, you're doing it. You're doing the intro. You just fumbled I'm, it, but you can recover just, it. I fumbled it, but I'm gonna pick it back up. Uh, we have um, a very exciting guest. We've been on his podcast a couple times uh, from the Meet Improv. We have Josh. I can't tell Josh. Josh Simpson, we've completed the set. We had we had Jake Jabor, <laughs> your co-host, on. He was the season two mm-hmm. finale guest. Uh, we're not giving you the finale oh, wow. slot. That's just timing. It's not personal. <laughs> it Don't take that. I but, understand. Uh, we when are... it sweeps week, you got to get Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. We were on the bubble that week, so we had Jake come in, and our numbers shot through the roof. And um, we were talking about sequels. <laughs> we we're talking about sequels. But you and Jake have a podcast. Uh, as Leonard mentioned, we've been on. It's a hilarious podcast. Everyone should check out the meet. We're kind of doing the plug portion, which we usually do at the end uh, uh, first. And I don't know why, Leonard. I think your pick is dumbing down this podcast, and we're having a little bit of trouble. It took us 15 minutes to get on and make sure that we could record three microphones and one Zoom. But Josh Simpson, <laughs> we're here now. Thank you for joining us. And, um, yeah, I mean uh- – the floor is yours. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, uh, pleasure pleasure having you all on the meet. Uh, what other business should we get out of the way? Do we have to do any ads, stamps.com or anything? <laughs> We've been doing them, but they don't pay us, so <laughs> okay. now we're withholding them uh, until the money starts coming in. <laughs> uh, Josh, do you um, like movies? How do you feel about movies, Josh? I love movies. Wow, I mean, okay, that's, that's uh, cute. I mean, I'm I'm into it. I uh, I feel like I've had a little bit of a renaissance uh, during the pandemic of like, I've I've just like I filled in a lot of the gaps on movies that I should have maybe seen by now. Are you talking about those uh, movies where? And I think like, I'll just pick one off the top of my head, like Shawshank Redemption. Those movies that if you say you haven't seen, people tend to like be mean to you. They'd be like, you haven't <laughs> seen The Godfather or whatever. Those when you say filling in the gaps, is that what you mean? Or do you mean you've seen all the police academies? Uh, a little bit of everything. Okay. I mean, those I saw, come on. Uh, <laughs> my parents raised me on those. Was it like classics you've been watching, or is it like recent movies that were really good that you didn't have time to watch that you've been watching? It was a, a little bit of a combo. So, like, early on in the pandemic, I watched, like, Terminator, Terminator 2. You haven't uh, seen Terminator 2? Alien. I hadn't seen them. Wow. See, then, wow. but it was a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, you're filling out your like the obvious, not not obvious movie, but like the movies everyone has seen and maybe you hadn't. It felt like. Yeah, with the exception of Lord of the Rings, still haven't seen all those. Whoa. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm yeah, fucking I mean, with Josh. Know. Me and Josh, man. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen any of the Harry <laughs> Potters. I haven't seen any of the Indiana Jones. Have you not seen Lord of the Rings either? 
Oh, I've seen Lord of the Rings. Okay, so even Come Leonard on. has seen. I that. haven't seen Harry Potter. <laughs> I've oh, only hey. seen the first and the third Harry Potter. Oh, nice. Okay. For, well, did um, that lead you to the prompt? We haven't talked about the prompt uh, yet. Did that lead you to the prompt? Like, there was an interesting prompt that you gave us. Let's just say what it is before it's this. And if I'm phrasing it wrong, I, I interpret it: movie that you like more than most people. Is that? Is that a yeah. fair? I hope it is. I thought it was like a uh, movie that you are like obsessed with that people don't care about. See, that's why I was like trying to let Josh that's say. Same, I that's two ways of saying, I think, more or less the same thing, right? How would, how would you interpret this prompt, Josh? Because this was an interesting one. And I think our picks are pretty different because we probably interpreted it differently. Yeah. The, uh, I'm. You both interpreted the prompt a little differently than I maybe had originally intended, but I think your interpretation maybe illuminate some more interesting <laughs> angle here. Because uh, mine was just like, a du- in my head, it was sort of just like maybe a dumb movie or a movie that people be like, what? That you actually think is pretty good. Okay. Oh, and my example was Saving Silverman. That was like a movie from my childhood <laughs> where I was like, I like—I actually like that movie. Oh, I will stand by like. This is one nacho. That's one nacho. <laughs> <laughs> what, my, what do you? Oh, and the and the yeah. Then that's a clip from the movie, uh, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. like he's like you're eating all the nachos. It's like all the cheese is melted. It's like all melted and yeah. like coagulated together. He's like this is one nacho, and it's like the whole plate of nachos. And my enduring memory of yeah. Saving Silverman is from the trailer. I've seen the movie too, but it's uh, Jack Black doing that like Shimana yeah, like that was like when Jack Black <laughs> yeah. making noises was like at the top of it. And I just remember every commercial, every trailer made sure to get Jack Black saying Shimana yeah, <laughs> yeah. And his like strained singing voice yeah. or kind of. Uh, I would say that. I also like the movie Club Dread. I guess I was I. I it's just movies that I really liked or watched more than once and was like, I think this is good. Other people will never entertain this conversation. Or if I met someone who did, I'd be like, you're my friend. I, you know? I, <laughs> so that's interesting. I, I so that kind of goes back to what you were saying about watching movies in the pandemic of like, you're seeing maybe a little bit more of the movies that are considered the staples, the aliens, the Terminator 2, all that. And so mm-hmm. now I'm interpreting this prompt differently, which might get me in trouble. But it's like movies that you hold in, sort of the same regard maybe but everyone else is like club dread is not on my you have to make sure you've seen this no one's bullying someone for not having seen club dread kind of thing is that yeah yeah okay leonard yeah. i cut you off what were you or saying? just movies you no go ahead josh you, you finish your statement i i don't really have much else to add there other okay. than like i was just yeah, that's say- basically it uh, I own Club Dread on DVD. <laughs> he does. You're talking to one of the biggest Broken Lizard fans. <laughs> I, own all, all of, I own all of their movies. Not all of them. Not anymore. But pretty like once I stopped buying DVDs, uh, they've put out some of them. But um, no. We've talked that's about funny. Super Troopers on this podcast. We've talked about Super Troopers. Uh, we haven't gotten to the Slam and Salmon. I love Super Troopers. That's funny. That I just felt like this prompt was kind of perfect because... Just how I own Club Dread, I own the movie Idiocracy, which was my pick for this, which I feel like it fits the prompt pretty well because a lot of people don't, a lot of people have seen it and just like, oh yeah, that's a movie. But like, since I saw this when I was like 18, like when it came out and I was just like, this is the best fucking movie ever. Like I've watched that movie so many goddamn times. It, it doesn't make sense how many times I've watched Idiocracy. So I didn't, I actually didn't watch it this week because I didn't need to watch it. I've watched it so many fucking times. I, I don't need to, I've watched it like a couple months ago. So it's like, I don't need, I've watched this movie too many times. Well, for those who haven't seen it, Leonard, what's it, uh, how would you describe it? Oh, Idiocracy is about a guy, just middle of the road, basic guy, like neutral, indifferent, 
in the army, just coasting along, working in like the library or some shit to like he till he gets his pension and he gets selected for this military government program because he's perfect because he's just like basic, like all the testing and everything. He's the most normal guy ever. And uh, they freeze him and they couldn't find a female counterpart in the army. So they find a prostitute <laughs> a good point, actually. and a sex worker and they <laughs> um, pay her to do also the same thing, uh, which is one of my favorite scenes. The guy who was running the program wants to become a pimp and it gets shut down and they get <laughs> stuck in these these chambers and wake up in 500 years later in 2505 and uh you come to find out that everyone's dumb as fuck and uh uh that um I didn't even say that uh damn it Luke Wilson who uh, is the uh, star of the movie is now the smartest man Joe on the, Bowers on the I pl- think is the name of the movie right? although Wolf Joe Bowers aka Luke Wilson sure, from here on out yeah not sure um uh, is the smartest man, smartest man um, on the planet Earth, and uh, Maya Rudolph, who plays, what's her name? I can't remember what her name is. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't she, remember. She's first, probably the smartest person. First one who she's smarter than him. Surprise, Rita. 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 Uh, she's probably the smartest person in the world. They're like the. They're everybody else is just through um, a funny uh, segment. They show that like the smarter people were more cautious about having children and then the dumber people were just having more and more children and through time. And, and, it, and it's, it's, uh, it's pretty funny because I am very skeptical and cynical. So I loved this movie when I was a teenager and, uh, I always thought it was great. And, you know, there, obviously it has a little bit of a cult following and there's all those people like, Oh, idiocracy is happening now. It's happening right now. You know, it's like, like I can't, Lie, I probably have said that statement a few times in my life when I was younger. But, um, yeah, that's my movie, and Idiocracy. It's a great elevator pitch because it's like if you are just of average intelligence today and the future gets a lot dumber and you wake up in the future and you're the smartest man. We tend to think of the future as um, like a dystopic – not dystopic, like a – it's it's either a hellscape or it's like a perfect utopia, but it's always advanced. Yeah. Um, and so like the idea that like it's just piled with garbage and then I think the thesis of the movie which is in the beginning which is just how like dumb people populate more uh, and then like those that that couple of like you know they both have PhDs or whatever and they're like it's not the right time and then when it winds up being the right time they have ch- like yeah maybe smart people have like one or two kids because they think it out and they're thoughtful about it and like the, the trailer trash that the movie depicts or we'll have like you know 19 kids amongst three different women and then they'll all have so I, I I agree with that premise. I don't know. Josh, what's your relationship, such as it was or is, to this movie? Um, you seen, I assume you'd seen it, but I hadn't seen it before. I have. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I saw it when it came out. Um, I think pretty, pretty, I don't know if I saw it. In, I don't think I saw it in the theater. I don't think anyone saw it in I don't the theater think... because it, I was reading about it like they buried it. it. It was supposed to come out in 2005. That's why everything is, they mention 05 and then like he's in 2505. The movie came out in 2006, which isn't that weird. But apparently it was because they sat on it and then they released it in like, they didn't even release it in New York. And it was in the theaters for like a weekend and it made like maybe $100,000 and then that was it. And they took it out. Wow. Yeah. They tried to bury it. Did we say it's Mike I Judge? Remember. It's a Mike I... Judge movie. So it's a little surprising oh, that they yeah. bury it. But yeah. Yeah. I mean this this movie like when it when I heard about it I was immediately interested in it. I think it came out like not to age myself but it's exactly what I'm going to do. It came out when I was like graduating college and like living back at home. Um 
so I think I rented it immediately when I could. I think I missed it in theaters, and like as soon as I could get my hands on like a actual DVD, <laughs> I think that's how I did it. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I bought it from iTunes. I don't, or something. But I, I wa- I might have de- streamed it. Is actually what I think I did. Oh, illegally uh, streamed it back in 06, 07? I may have. You watched it on like <laughs> 64 megabits or whatever. Like it would have been <laughs> taking an hour. Like, seriously, and a half maybe. That's so. I remember that summer I got my wisdom teeth pulled, so I also was watching old episodes of Lost <laughs> <laughs> to give it like that's truly what a time the same to time. be alive <laughs> on your oh, TiVo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm 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 downloading these from uh, what was it at that point? Yeah, probably BitTorrent. <laughs> yeah, BitTorrent. <laughs> this is is this is there are they a sponsor of this <laughs> yeah. podcast? Or is that oh, a yeah. Leonard, it's time for you to do the BitTorrent ad read. Do you have a copy? <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, d- has your day been sad? Do you not have money? Do you have access to a VPN? <laughs> okay, I'm done. Uh, are you willing to risk accidentally downloading porn to see one of? Uh, yeah, risk it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep this is I keep trying to download Da Vinci Code and I end up with <laughs> weird porn. Da Vinci Code. Uh, this is a I had. <laughs> This is a thing that I don't need to reveal, but like if we're talking about it, LimeWire was my downloader of choice. And what I used to do was what, you know, it was about that age where I was discovering myself. I'm not embarrassed about that. Uh, (laughs) I don't need to podcast about it, but I am. And I would (laughs) download whatever illicit videos intentionally uh, just to age myself. uh, Although you'd really have to know when I started having a masturbating to know exactly what age i was but we all know the, yeah <laughs> the uh, the paris hilton sex tape was like you know that was like the curiosity at the time and so i remember that uh, was where i was like because i wouldn't so that i saw you know i downloaded that and i think i renamed it as like an episode of scrubs and i saved it in some file somewhere which is weird because my brother and i loved watching scrubs so like i made it something more enticing like someone might come across it if you like scrubs and be like i want to watch this my bad day episode of scrubs or whatever and now you're seeing the paris hilton sex like you you always name it something that you don't want someone to look at that was the rookie mistake but um yes so someone found it you got caught probably i don't know i think i got it i think i got off okay but um but yeah that was those are the old days of of LimeWire. <laughs> We've gotten completely off topic. Well, speaking of the old days in LimeWire, your choice is um from uh around those times. Yeah, that's my my choice. And again, we're going to talk about no, this is Napster. The, yeah. Yeah. This is pre-Napster. This is let me take you guys back to the last century. Uh the last millennium even. Uh 1999. This, I'm talking of course about the Brendan Fraser Rachel Weiss vehicle, The Mummy. Uh, this everybody knows about this movie, and if you don't know, uh, it's all in the title. Brandon Fraser plays a kind of crusading Indiana Jones-like character, and Rachel Weisz and her brother are. Uh, Rachel Weisz is a librarian who's kind of an amateur Egyptologist. They are on a dig. They're looking for, you know, it's all the same MacGuffin stuff. They wind up at a site, and they unearth a thousands of years old, long dead mummy who uh, mm-hmm. has avenged. He's got a bone to pick. and he <laughs> He's like a, a voodoo doctor. He's not just a chase around mummy. Egypt, and he's sucking people's skin right off the bone, and he's absorbing it into his own, and, which is nice because, like, does everyone have to have the same skin tone to make that kind of, like, to, to make up the, you know what, we won't worry about it. But he, <laughs> he recreates his body by sucking people. That's, 
Are you saying he should be choosy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it'd be like, funny if like his left arm was black. <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't be funny. Leonard, would that be funny? I don't know. If he just like he- Leonard, is that okay? <laughs> Leonard, did I just step in it? No. I mean, I think I would appreciate it because that means there's like black people in the movie, so you know. But you know, black arms, <laughs> only black arms, just parts. Just I love the, the, the network, the, the studio notes was like, this movie's not diverse enough. Make the mummy's elbow black. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it because no black person would be like, yeah, I'm about to go to uh, Egypt with all these white people and, <laughs> and take artifacts from some site. They're, so that, that, would, that would make me even more skeptical of what was happening if there were actually black people in this movie because yeah. they would want no parts. They need to. So the, the, the story winds up being that, you know, the mummy winds up kidnapping kidnapping Rachel Weiss and then they need to free her and 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 Brandon Frazier and uh it's Rick and Evie I might actually call them by their character names because that's I know them better as these characters um they wind up getting together at the end of the movie it's a love story it's a horror movie it's a, an action adventure it's it's all those things and uh at the time it's gonna sound weird because I picked the first one but at the time the first DVD I'm pretty sure that I ever owned was The Mummy Returns uh and the second DVD I ever owned was Austin Powers, a spy who shagged me. But one <laughs> of the next DVDs that I owned was the mummy. And this used to, you know, and I guess this is where I tie it back into your prompt, Josh. Many people have seen the mummy. Uh, Leonard, you mm-hmm. rewatched it for the first time in a long time, but you did see it when it came out. Josh, I, I assume you've seen it. We'll ask you about it as well. But like, I've seen this movie maybe a hundred times. Like I just, to <laughs> me, as someone who did not grow up, like I saw the Indiana Jones movies. I saw the star Wars movies, something that, for whatever reason, this was my version of that. I'm not saying this movie is better, but it was like how I got that like swashbuckling action adventure. Leonard's looking at me like I am fucking crazy, but that's the point of the <laughs> prompt, Leonard. I really like this movie more than I would say 99% of the population. I like the movie more. And I think I'm proved right. Rick, uh, Brandon Frazier is having a nice little renaissance. Everyone's remembering Brandon Frazier and how much we loved him in the 90s and early 2000s. I never forgot, okay? I've been I never sold my Brandon Fraser stock and it is appreciated nicely the last few years. So that's my You really had to ride that out yeah, though. You well, had to it, like it took a beating, but <laughs> he actually You're like, declined the same time as the American like the stock market recession and it was tough, you know, as America digs its yeah. way back. So too does Brandon Fraser. But Josh So hang on to that GameStop stock is what you're trying to trying to say. <laughs> Uh, Josh, um, you, I take it you'd seen this movie, but what, do you have thoughts on this movie before we gave it to you? Other than like, why did you give it to me? But um, I hadn't thought about it in a long time, uh, but I did argument? see it. I saw it in theaters. Okay. Um, I remember specifically being annoyed by someone who was eating popcorn next to me. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I have that very distinct memory. It was like a sold out Friday night movie, I mm-hmm. think, and I was like near the front row, and the person next to me was just making a mess of their refreshments uh maybe they were afraid was it that thing because this is a they always show they're just loud in like b-roll of movie theaters is the guy with the big thing of popcorn who gets so startled that he goes and the popcorn just yeah i've never once seen that i've seen a lot of terrifying (laughs) movies where people get spooked no one has ever thrown their popcorn in the air involuntarily. Thrown their $25 bucket of popcorn in yeah. the air. <laughs> it's just not a jerk response. Like, if anything, like maybe you'd like move forward in the popcorn a couple kernels, but you don't throw a bucket of popcorn in the air. Was that what was happening, Josh, or what? it was just a slop? It was like the slobby sounds of it. It was, oh. like, it was like I was truly put off by it. 
because I remember it this many years later. But <laughs> that's why you call I, the Mummy the most disturbing movie you've ever seen in a theater, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, no, yeah, that like, that just lets you know language. that like the Mummy is so trash that the only thing that Josh remembers is the man eating the popcorn right. next to him. <laughs> <You're> gonna, <laughs> you take your shots at, at at the Mummy Leonard. I feel like this is a a crowd pleaser movie. You can say that it's light and forgettable. That's fine. I understand that. You didn't like this movie. Well, tell me about that. It, this movie I was don't boring. You. All right, this movie was this was this was like basically the start of like all right, we're just making movies to have like action and we have cool CGI effects and shit. Like it was just bad. It was boring. The characters were all like hella surface level, which I get it. It's supposed to be like an action movie, but like you can make good action movies where like I like the characters. It's like I don't even know what the fuck was going on with Brendan Fraser's character. He was just like doing things just to do them and like. He was just mad all the time, and like the other girl was just wanted to fuck. Like her whole her whole drive, the whole movie was like getting Brendan Fraser to like her and shit. It was just like stupid. And the mummy wasn't even fucking scary, man. It like the stakes weren't high enough. It like chose like stakes they, weren't high enough. They chose when like all right, I'm just gonna rip this guy's out. I'm gonna rip this tongue out, or I'm gonna suck this guy's. Like oh wait, oh there's Finish a cat. I'm scared all of a sudden. What was that part? <laughs> this <laughs> what. <laughs> you might have gotten the wrong movie off LimeWire. <laughs> he was sucking movie. people's souls out and shit. It was just like, oh, okay. every time it was time for like them to like almost die for the mummy, it was just like, oh, here's a cat. It was like, this motherfucker just turned all of this sand into like, he just turned into a fucking sandstorm and he can't kill him. Like he, it was just, it was just corny. The whole thing felt corny. Everything was just like. Corny, I can was, accept. Corny, it was I can too accept. corny for me. And the care, I didn't care about any of the characters. Like, it was just trash. Well, it sounds like I like this movie more than Leonard. Just saying that anecdotally, but <laughs> I, 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 I have to. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by that because I thought that you would uh, at least appreciate it for its, uh, its shallow merits, such as they are. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. really need depth in the, uh, the, you know. I mean, like franchise, if, I, but if I, I'm watching the Matrix, like, all right, it's cool because like the Matrix, I'm like connecting to that story. Like, I'm like, sure. I care about the characters, and it's a dope-ass action movie. This one was like, this one just felt like a money grab. It just felt like Do you like Brendan Fraser and other things? No. Josh, do you have any opinions about Brendan Fraser? Because he was kind of like, this was about, like, George of the Jungle, which I know is a kid's movie, but I'm just saying he had a, he had like a six-year period from like the late 90s to the early 2000s where he was like an A-list box office kind of action movie star. I remember that time. Yeah, I remember him like from Encino Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that that was definitely a movie I watched a lot growing up. It was sort of reminded of what his deal was watching this movie of like, oh, he's kind of like a dumb leading yes, man. Yes, he's a himbo, but he's he's got. I think he and 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 Rachel Weisz have like really good chemistry in this. I think they're kind of it's the typical <laughs> like opposites attract sort of thing in this movie. Leonard's shaking his head no vigorously. Um, you know, I would say I, he does his job in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Is like, and I, you said he was like an Indiana Jones type character. I would say it's like Indiana Brown. Yes, <laughs> it's a d- it's like, a dumber Indiana Jones for sure. But like, you know, he's got like this, and it's his job. He's just like turns around, has his hair in his eyes, like, Ugh, and uh, he kind of does that. Like, this is more national treasure than The Matrix. Yes, and I, I, and I get what you're saying, Leonard, about like by even comparing it to The Matrix because it's around the same time. Yeah. Same year, right? Yeah. So like, if you're doing like the Another thing that struck me watching The Mummy is, like, I remember that scene where, like, the bug crawls in their skin and goes, like, yeah. it, like, goes up into their face. Like, 
that did creep me the fuck out when I saw that in theaters. And the sandstorm thing, I remember thinking was cool. So like the special effects for the I time, do, I think were considered or, yeah. pretty good. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. I felt like this was all just like a way to, like you said, just like all right, we're just gonna, sh- uh, you know, we're just gonna show that we can do these special effects. It was just like. Everything else That's that like was a part Jurassic of the movie Park sucked. Is just like we're just going to show that we can no, make a team. No, because Jurassic Park had like suspense. Like I cared about the characters, like some of the relationships of the people. Which character do you care about in Jurassic Park? Fucking, uh, he's he, his whole career was fucking built off of it. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, Hammond. what are you talking? Was that? I'm saying the characters in Jurassic Park are, I would say, the same level of depth, probably. No fucking way. Are. No way, man. All right. Brendan Fraser's like, it was just. I don't know, man. Um, how about maybe, the uh, how about the unhinged? I feel like that became a very stolen thing. Like, in fact, and we can talk about it maybe more when it's like how well the certain things hold up. But that unlocked jaw, you know, the droopy jaw, like whatever you want to call it, where he, when Emotep is sucking the the skin off of his people, his jaw goes down, and it's like a very. I feel like that special effect you saw that everywhere else. Maybe it had been done before, but I feel like that in horror movies. That just, you know, ever-expanding mouth kind of uh, effect, I think, kind of was coined here. Also, hmm. previous to this, as far as I know, people's interpretations of a mummy was like a, a guy wrapped in toilet paper kind of walking with his arms outstretched is like in like a zombie pose. There was a – if you watch old mummy movies, I, I, I totally understand this is not a scary movie. I don't think it's really trying to be, which is why I think it works. But, like, they had a just goopy kind of – corpsey sort of thing slowly add to his flesh and body which i think is a much cooler envisioning of a depiction of a mummy than just wrapped in you know bandages. that that was all cool that was cool but it was just like it felt like they were like all right let's try to write a script to get these special effects sure. <laughs> into this movie that's I, what it felt like I and i that. felt like they were trying to go for a horror aspect and i felt like they failed on that part but i will say the bug crawling into his under his skin was scary beetles. Yeah. 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 That was, that was wild, but it was like, and then like closing the dude in the casket with all the, like Imhotep at the beginning. That was cool. That was kind of crazy. Um, there was some cool shit happening, but it just like was boring to me. Josh, had you, it sounds like this was a, a you saw it in theaters and it doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like you owned it on DVD, but had you seen it much since (laughs) then or, or no, no, okay. I think I saw like Mummy Returns, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe. Um, then they made like a third one in two thousand eight, and they couldn't get like Rachel Weisz back, and I, even I was like, I'm out. Like I can't. <laughs> did you watch the Scorpion King movies? I did see the Scorpion King in theaters. That's the movie that they made with The Rock, who's in the sequel to this yeah. movie, and it's like terrible CGI. And then they're like, Well, let's talk. He's the villain, but let's see when he was a. Ma- I don't know. That was when The Rock was like breaking into movies, and that was what yeah. you could get. Uh, <laughs> But I may have seen that in theaters too. Was anybody eating popcorn? I'm confusing it. <laughs> you know, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm like, was the Mummy Returns the one with the popcorn? Where did I see the? Well, the Mummy Returns is a very. That's kind of why I felt it was interchangeable. I might as well go with the first one. Like I loved both of them when I was a kid. The Mummy Returns. They have a kid. If you remember a boy in the Mummy Returns, then then that's the one you're watching. But um, they're pretty interchangeable in terms of like it's the same villain. Instead of sand, he uses water to like you know, control the elements and put his face in the sort of that, like it's the okay. same kind of movie, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll get back and we'll continue talking about both movies. But if you're going to come so hard at the mummy, which I was not expecting, I have to say, and this may be controversial because I had never seen idiocracy. I had had people tell me basically 
from the time when I was in high school, like only a couple years after it came out. And people were like, this is the, be- oh, you like Office Space? You like King of the Hill? Like Beavis and Butthead? This is Mike Judge. He did a movie about the future. And again, it's a, it's a tremendous elevator pitch. Like the world's averagest man becomes the smartest when he, you know, wakes up in a future where everyone's dumb as shit. I think the, it's a great satire. Like I, I, I like the point. I did not laugh one, I, one time in this. This movie Once? sucked. I thought this movie, and I'm not saying this is retaliation. I, I swear to you, this movie is literally idiot proof. Because if you're like, well, that's stupid, and people are go, well, yeah, the whole point is that they're dumb. And I was like, yeah, but are the jokes supposed to be funny? Like, I did not find <laughs> really anything about this movie funny. I'm trying to think of like, there's like you didn't laugh at the Fuddruckers evolution, butt fuckers. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> I, I like I, that's that's what I'm telling you. Like, the jokes are dumb. People would make these jokes. And I like dumb humor. I there, I could list you like a number of dumb movies that I enjoy. For whatever reason, this did not do it for me at all. Maybe it's it's also very which I'm not going to credit whatever budget they had or whatever. It's not obviously it wasn't going to have the Mummy's budget, but like it looks kind of shabby and like I I just don't think it's well made on really any level. I think he had a great idea. He didn't have a lot of execution, and I think uh, 20th Century Fox was on my side because when they saw it, apparently the the test screenings were so disastrous that they're like, we can't release this movie. And now it's weirdly gotten this cult falling. So I was like, okay, I like Office. I like all the Mike Judge things, but I think this is like the worst Mike Judge thing I've ever seen. I, I Again, I like the idea, but I thought it was pretty terrible. I, I leave it to you guys to talk about the virtues of this movie, but I really did not like it at all. <laughs> so you definitely like this more than me. I'll Leonard. be the intermediary. Because I, I would say that like, you have one thing right, where I, I do think that, like, the premise of this movie and the first, like, ten minutes of it are the best parts. Uh, and I think it's funny. Like, I like, I, 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 I enjoyed this movie when it came out. And I think it might have been just for the novelty, or not the novelty, but the novelty of, like, hey, this is saying something that I don't often see mm-hmm. <laughs> in the movie. So, like, you're saying it's a good satire. I would agree with – I I would agree with that. And like as a comedy fan, it's not some I was excited to see it because it was just covering kind of newish ground. Uh you know, just in terms of like what it was saying and how it was also stupid. You know how like the Star uh, Wars prequels people said like the problem with Star Wars prequels, I promise this is related. Uh is that like George Lucas has he's a great storyteller. He's a great like Anakin Skywalker gets found, then he betrays the Jedi, and then he's like he has this tragic fate and blah blah blah. And if you just lay out the story, if you were to just tell me the story of the Star Wars prequels, I'd be like, these movies sound incredible. And then you sit down and you see them actualized. You see the scene, like the dot, like the characters, and in this case of this movie, the jokes. It just didn't. It felt like that. It felt like someone gave you a great rubric. If someone gave you a great set of blueprints, but you don't know how to build a building, <laughs> and so the building <laughs> looks bad. But I, I appreciate the bone. I see the picture, and I get what it was supposed to be. Like that's how I felt with this movie. It was just like they didn't execute what I thought was a really tremendous idea. Leonard, you clearly love this movie. I, 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 it's yeah, nice I love to be movie. on the other side. You're usually ripping the heart out of my movies, but I, I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Tell me why you like. What's the funniest scene in this movie? Uh, well, first of all, yes, the uh, the the commander with uh, Scarface, the rapper Scarface, who's playing uh, the pimp upgrade is just hilarious. Just the, the montage <laughs> of the photos like that's a f- pretty funny bit. I don't know how you didn't laugh at that. 
where he's just like starts talking. That's a funny game where he's just like obsessed with the a pimp's love. <laughs> when he's like, a pimp's love is different. It's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't help but laugh thinking about it now. Yes, the jokes are very dumb. The jokes are super dumb. Like it's all dumb. But that's the whole point of the movie, which is what you were saying earlier is the argument that someone can make is like you knowing that it's a satire and the jokes could be smarter. But then I feel like if you come in trying to make a satire and, and making fun of the populace and making fun of society and you try to make it like too smart, I just think that would I don't think that works. It's like too pretentious. Then maybe I don't know. It might also just, be there's a strain of like 2000s humor. Like I'm not I'm not knocking the movie for this. It's showing that the, the you know we'll again we'll probably talk about it when we talk about it. does it hold up? But they use like the f word for homosexual. You know, like they they use like a lot of like, like what are you like? And it's like that level of and again that's what the characters are supposed to be. They're so dumb that this has become codified as like the way that people talk now. But it's just sort of like okay, you know I I, I don't know. Sorry, keep going. I just had to. Uh, you know, there's a lot of there's the jokes are dumb, but like it is an interesting scenario. I also I also I think the thing that resonated with me most because I love like dystopian society, futuristic uh, movies. That's like my jam. I love all those movies. So the fact that it was such a different take on everything and the fact that I'm so cynical and like skeptical, it just was like right up my alley. So I just loved it. And there's a bunch of like. There's a bunch of funny physical comedy, the whole, you know, just uh, there's a bunch of physical comedy. The jokes are dumb and I, I like them. Uh, I don't like Terry Crews, but he's hilarious in this movie. Like he's just hilarious as the president and just like, come on, dude, Hector, Ale- Alexando, Ale- Ale- Elizondo, or something. Elizondo, Mountain Dew, like, come on, like just, you know, the satire of it all and, and the cynicism of it all just. I can't help but like it. I don't know. So, no, I, yeah. I understand why people do like it. I just, I just thought, and and if I had seen this movie, I think when I was like, when you guys saw this movie, like at that point in my life, like I think I would have, because I've I'd been hearing about it for years, and so perhaps it was a expectations versus yeah. what you got sort of thing, or maybe it was like I just see it now when I'm 30 as opposed to when I was 15, you know, like I think that would have made a, a big difference, but I didn't. Oh, I saw it when I was older than 15. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. This, I do think like putting this in the Bush years is important. Yeah. Especially like after he'd been elected for a second term. Cause when in my life that was like, well, this is about the dumbest shit I could imagine. Yeah. Like, when Bush got reelected, it was really like, and there is, a, wow. there is a fun little note, like in joke there where like every, logo has been updated or you know like there's costco they have like modern brands and stuff but then they just have like this the current fox news logo uh at one point in the movie when they're yeah giving like a news update which i thought was intentional obviously but i i also think there's a, a certain thing like during it was almost a relief to see that during that mm-hmm. time like like yeah this is stupid thank you for calling this stupid uh and now that we're like you know, past a Trump presidency, not to get political for the yeah. FVF. He's, he's a sponsor, but oh, yes. <laughs> dang, okay, shit. He sells uh, Mar-a-Lago. Bars. Go there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it really got too stupid. Like reality, got, like started inching towards this, and I feel like I don't know. Uh, it's it's I can I can see how watching it now you'd be like, it's a little exhausting, and I do think maybe the premise itself of like. It's like what an hour and twenty minutes. An hour minutes? and twenty four minutes. Yeah, yeah. You can watch it for free minutes. on YouTube with ads. I I did. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I watched it on actually something. Leonard else texted me like two days before today, and he's like, "I have the DVD." And I'm like, "Dude, 
Will you tell me now? Like, <laughs> I know. I was thankfully, like, it was free, but I probably would have bought yeah. it by this point. You can't tell me <laughs> 24 hours before we record. Um, I, what I was trying to say is, like, I think that I, I get why it's a little tiring now, and I do think the premise kind of overstays its welcome. Like, that would be the criticism of it is, like, it is this one premise sort of just, like, oh. nailed, like, a lot. But it's an hour and 24 minutes. There was one scene that I really appreciated for like, and I guess this is what I'm saying. I wish there were more moments because the characters are correct. Like the characters are acting correctly. They're dumb, but it's just kind of what you're saying. It overstays. It's welcome. It's like aggressively dumb. The one moment I did like was when he, uh, I, I almost wish that superpower, so to speak of his average intelligence now being like, you know, Superman going from Krypton to earth and he can just lift everything now, you know, like I think that's Superman canon is he would be a kind of normal person on his planet. But then when he gets under earth's sun, he's super. <laughs> um, so there's one moment where I liked it, which is when he gets caught and he gets sent to jail and he's like in line to go into jail and he doesn't want to go to jail and it looks terrible. So he just steps into the line where you get out of jail and he goes, Oh, I- they put me in the wrong line. I'm supposed to be leaving. And people are like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like I was kind of waiting for more. Like, I think that like he had so many genuine struggles of this stupid society and I get it. You need conflict in the movie, but I was just like seeing his average. Like he didn't have to even come up with a good plan. Like that felt smart in this (laughs) stupid world like that. I liked that kind of part of it, but um, yeah, other parts of it, it just felt like, uh, you know, the movie wasn't, cashing in on its premise as much as i would have liked it you to. didn't laugh at all you didn't laugh no I, i'm time. saying i like that i did not like i mean i was watching it alone it was i could watch a genuinely funny movie and not laugh out loud but like it was a struggle for me to get through this movie. I, I watched this movie in two parts i was like i can't i can't like watch this in one sitting i have to do something else okay, okay. um I, yeah i was it too high-minded yeah. for you <laughs> i think the problem That's... was that i wasn't high-minded <laughs> i think i know i was gonna say have yeah, you ever you, seen you this movie sober, sober leonard I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> um, yeah, probably not. But that feels probably like not. my fault. Like, I knew what I was going to get to. I was watching Idiocracy Sober. Um, like I, I saw The Mummy High, and I still didn't like it. That's so funny that we both just hated each other's hated movies. Other Josh, movie. this isn't usually how it goes. Usually, <laughs> this is much of the normally, time, yeah. Leonard will often complain about my movie, but I usually like Leonard's. And a lot of the time, we like each other's movies, and we're, like, being a little bit more respectful. Like, you know, this yeah. movie could win, but I think mine's better. And this is, like... Fuck you, you're wrong, Leonard. <laughs> this movie's bad. Yeah, I'm upset that you made... Uh, uh, the, the the Mummy... Yeah, The Mummy was just... Just felt so... Uh, panic. It just felt like they're like... It was just a vehicle to, for them. It just felt like such a money grab. I felt like I was just watching... And it just... You know, watching it older and just feeling like, all right, they just literally made this movie to for the masses to make money. It just what do you think so, Hollywood is? <laughs> I know, I know. It just <laughs> felt they make exactly. Movies. It's just it. I feel like your movie is just as dumb as my. I feel like your movie is just as dumb as as Idiocracy. Honestly, okay. I think I think that it, the Mummy's too long. It is too long too. I'm, I'm like that. The, the first the whole act, they're Keep trying talking. to set up these characters and they don't do a very good job. And it's just like, what is even happening like right now? Like, Mummy's two hours flat, but. I'm open yeah. to that being 10 minutes short, but it's also not like I, I hate like modern movies that are like two hours and 30 minutes when they really only need to be two hour kind of things or like how like the Avengers movies are three hours now. Like I hate that we've just made that a thing. I feel like if you're a comedy, you should be 90 minutes. If you're in a, a drama action movie, you should be two hours. And if you need more time, 
there better be a reason. Like Lord of the Rings, which you should see, Josh. But. I, I just wanted. That's uh, not the first one. And I then you were out. What? You didn't need to know how it's the story continued. Frodo and Sam got in the boat, and you were like, "That's it." They probably succeed. <laughs> I watched part of the second one and fell asleep, dude. It's an undertaking. <laughs> yeah, it is it's an undertaking. Did you watch them back to back? Because I can understand falling asleep if you just like started the second one, but you can pace yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. I think I just. What we should have done was talk to you before, and we should. Leonard should have given you two towers, and I would have given you Return of the King, and we would have made you finish this. (laughs) (laughs) And I would have been like, I saw the first one 12 years ago. I need a refresher on that, too. Find another podcast, because we only do two movies. (laughs) Quinn, I just have a quick question, though. There's all these. What was it about the mummy over all these other movies that were coming out at the time that you gravitated so much to this? Well, and yeah. how old were you? How old were you again when you first watched it? When I watched it, I was probably like eleven or twelve. It was okay. not. It was. It, it was out on DVD. I did not see it in the. I was like eight when it came out in theaters, but I, I watched it on DVD. I, I saw the Mummy Returns first, and I was like. F- from what? I gotta see <laughs> What's where he, he returning from? from? <laughs> so I, I needed to complete that, uh, you know. So I then I saw the first one, and I was like, now I get it. Um, and uh, hmm. they were just, they're the perfect movie. And again, like, I, I, I totally, I, I acknowledge, I don't think this movie's better than Indiana Jones. I'm not stupid. I'm just saying, for a kid who's 10 or 11, R-rated movies are maybe a little too scary. This has, like, just enough thrills where, like, you can watch it and you're not, like, fucked up like I, we talked about how the ring fucked me up that was a movie i saw around this time and I, that's only pg-13 and i was like no no <laughs> um that's a scary movie but like this movie it was just it was absolutely like right place right time and it has everything kind of a kid wanted it has action it's got like enough romance but it's also not like you know overtly like you know i had not discovered myself yet i hadn't been relabeling porn as scrubs by this point so you know that was all mm. kind of new it, it it has a little bit of everything. It's funny enough at the time. Like I thought the Jonathan character, the brother character was good comic relief. Like it was just kind of a good enough movie on enough in enough quadrants that I, I just totally enjoyed it and I still enjoy it, but I, I acknowledge that that's probably nostalgia. Okay. I get it. I make It makes sense. I just felt like the entire time I was watching it, I was like, they were checking off the box. There's that like, scene. All right, this has to happen. This has to happen. There's that just scene felt where they're too... on the boat and they're they're going to the dig. Like it's like two competing factions on the boat, and then they get in a shootout yeah. with I don't know some other characters that are shooting at them. And there's that <laughs> scene where Brandon Fraser is like loading his shotgun, and you see like in the wall, there's like a bullet hole is like three feet from his head, and then the next one's two feet from his head, and then the next one's right next to it, and then like uh, Rachel Weisz like pulls him away, and then it you know, the bullet goes right where his head would have been. And then he kind of like, there's a like swagger that this movie has that when you're 10 or 11 is very appealing, I think. And I do think it moves a lot better than idiocracy. I I just like, I felt like there was propulsive elements to this movie that keep me entertained. It is a popcorn movie. Something that idiocracy isn't, I would say like, this is meant to be like, Whoa, like let's go to the movies and get our minds. It's a movie movie theater (laughs) experience type of movie. And I, I feel like we don't quite, have enough of those as much of those now i mean no barely anyone's going to the movie but you know in the same i think yeah, it, it this... scratched the same itch that like oh i've James been going Bond to the movies <laughs> yeah i have too i'm going all the time but I'm... last two years <laughs> this this yeah and this for sure now that you they say that it was like it is a movie just made to watch in a movie you know i'm a big james right. bond guy yeah. leonard i like yeah. the spectacle of just movies give me locations like interesting locations give me like a you know 
a, a romance plot and stuff like uh, just check those boxes and i'm there I can't. I I can't honestly. I can't imagine going to the movie theater and like with some friends and watching Idiocracy. <laughs> like that sounds funny. Like let's go sit down in a movie theater and watch Idiocracy. Yeah, that's. Um, but no, nah, I just feel like Idiocracy is kind of like the perfect stoner movie. Like it's nostalgic to me in a way where it's just like when this movie came out, I was like, you know, like nineteen, and I just started smoking weed, and like, you know, I was fucking. You know, like, you know, I, if you guys listen to this podcast, you know that I hated everything. Like, I hated Disney as a kid. I hated Harry Potter. I, I never liked any of that bullshit, happy-go-lucky, happy-ending story type shit. So, you know, um, it, it just was right up my avenue. Because it's, like, it's it, it's cynical and, and it's satirical, but in, like, the dumb way. Not, like, trying to be, like, uh, not in a superior type of way. The fact that he's just an average guy and that like he's a normal guy and he's not smarter he's not smarter than you know really anyone else, but here he's just a he is the smartest person. So it's just if it was like some super smart person that came and was like, Oh, oh like I'm like better than you and like out there like throwing it out, it, it would be kind of maybe pretentious, but just the fact that he's basically just a, a pretty dumb guy himself, I just thought was was interesting to me and Maybe it connected me like, well, I could be this guy. You know, I could be the smartest guy in in the future. <laughs> what would that be like for me? Got to wait a long you know. time for that to happen, Leonard. Um, no, we should segue into our five criteria. Oh, yeah. But no, you, I'm gonna help you out. You reminded me there was one legit funny scene in the movie where I laughed. Uh, okay. And again, there had been things like, what's that thing where there's like the shot of the city and like a skyscraper is being held yeah, up by what looks together. like uh, zip ties and stuff. Like, yeah. I, I like that stuff. There were like gags and stuff that I appreciate. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But not enough to, to go for the movie. But the one time where I, le- I legitimately laugh is, you know, the, the whole time Le- Luke Wilson is trying to find a time machine so he can get home. You yes. know that the no way the time machine is real, but we got to wait <laughs> because it's like. <laughs> <laughs> this guy who's an idiot that you can't trust for shit is telling you that there's a time machine that commands like, well, that's not true, but they're not going to just reveal that right away. Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's like a Disney park ride kind of thing. And when he's talking about Charlie Chaplin being Hitler and then like dinosaur Nazis fighting American Nazis at the end and stuff, I did find that funny. The idea of like, again, another thing where I thought the movie cashed in on its premise a little bit of like, okay, these people are fucking dumb. What have they done with like the stacks of history, recorded history that we have? How are they interpreting it? And they're like, well, this guy had the same mustache as Hitler. So like Charlie Chaplin is Hitler. Like I like those, that moment. I, th- I thought that was very funny. But let's well, talk I'm about- I'm just glad that uh, we finally got funny. to say that you, that yeah. you laughed. Because I w- did not believe that you did not laugh a single time throughout the entire movie. Let's talk <laughs> about yes, the, our five criterion. <laughs> Leonard, we, we do it every time. We still don't know what the correct plural is. I think criteria is plural and criterion is singular. <laughs> we'll get there. Criterion, I subscribe. Both of these are criterion films that we select. The channel. Oh, yeah, they are? That's great. Spine number 962. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we. All right. Can I, can I pee? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I have to. Go pee. <laughs> I want to do this, but I want to do it Yeah, yeah. Take right, us sorry. with you. Cool. BRB. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm so off this episode because I'm, I, because uh, we got we got um, flustered with the the mic setup thing. 
the the mic setup th- really threw me off. Which is truly no one's fault. I, I I feel like I was giving you a hard time, but like I don't I, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't care. I think this works fine. No, no, no. Maybe we can I fix it just... for the next one. Or if not, this yeah, will work fine. If not, we'll figure it out. Your roommate's but, uh... gonna come home and just see me <laughs> by myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, just like so, you're gonna hate both my movies. I love it. Yes, I hate. I know it's weird. Don't tell me about the next one yet, but I just I'm preparing myself for that. Um. Yeah. Also, it kind of threw me off watching Chicago and then coming in talking about. Yeah. Right. I did it the wrong way too. It's because we switched the (laughs) record. Yeah. I watched Idiocracy a couple days ago, and I was like, I watched The Mummy a couple days ago. So. But uh. Oh, if it isn't my little buddy Benny. Benny. Ben Benny Benji? No, Benny. I think is the guy who's like. Looks like oh, we have all the horses. Looks like it looks like oh. you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um just like waiting for him to die. Yeah. Well the 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 <laughs> the, the flame flickering out and stuff. Thanks. Yeah, so. of course. Um sorry. I didn't mean to I was trying to find No, a that is a perfect spot. Perfect, It'll lift right out. So spot. I'll just say again, I'll just intro the here. You'll, you can cut in, Leonard, if you're listening, editing this, cut in after this. <laughs> uh, let's get into the five criteria that we go through every episode as we review these films. Uh, the first being, and we'll just go through them the same order we always do, pop culture. Pop cultural influence of these movies, such as they are. Leonard, you go first. Well, I mean, obviously... I guess I'll talk about my movie. I was going to talk about yours. You can talk about mine. Yeah, talk about yours. You know, the mummy is, I mean, for the early 2000s, it had some type of pop culture. Well, 1999. (laughs) And then it's influence into the 2000s. You know, there was some influence. I don't know if it's much. It was just, you know, just another one of the action, big action movies. I think the CGI, the face in the sand was a big kind of, you, you saw that CGI modeling used a lot later. I'm trying to think of, something specific but definitely we talked about like any number number of horror movies doing that like drop unhinged jaw kind of like effect for sure i've seen that a lot of different places yeah you know um mummies um, (laughs) kind of brought mummies back into the fold you know (laughs) Uh, saw a lot more mummy costumes out in halloween um (laughs) uh yeah you know i don't i don't know if either one of these have big pop cultural influences but I know that uh, Idiocracy has a lot of it is in as far as uh, I feel like maybe in the stoner community and just like maybe in the comedy community. The stoner you know, community is a very funny like uh, <laughs> <laughs> the cynics. I feel like the, the you know Idiocracy has a little bit of a, a, a cult following, so you know they're you know I feel like it's uh, memed a lot. You know now yes. Idiocracy is kind of memed a lot, gift a lot, the whole. Uh, Terry Crews. Yeah. Like, uh, I'd say the Trump presidency. And again, he's a sponsor. So please everybody, (laughs) Josh, don't say anything crazy. Just the foundation or the university or we're not sure the check hasn't arrived yet, but they were just generally told to not Mm. be mean about Trump. Um, (laughs) (laughs) they're buying our silence actually. Um, (laughs) but no, it like, I, I do think there was a lot of, you're saying obviously it was made in the Bush administration and, uh, you know, most, most people would agree that uh, things got even worse with the next uh, Republican <laughs> president in office. And, and either way, I think that, that I remember specifically having not even seen the movie at this time, um, 
the comparison was drawn to the uh, WWE president played by Terry Crews and then like the clips of like Donald Trump at like Monday Night Raw or something back in 2000. Yeah. He's a WWE Hall right. of Famer. So there was like indirectly we did have our uh, professional wrestler president and not 500 years in the future, about 10. <laughs> like that was the, you know. Yeah, that, so that, th- that was also being, another. It became relevant. And it that yeah, and that was like the other pop culture influences. The fact that so many people were like, "Oh, it's like idiocracy. Idiocracy is happening now." Like blah blah blah. Like I, you know, that was a thing that was happening amongst people. So, I feel like maybe idiocracy kind of has more of a pop culture influence thanks to the Trump presidency. So yeah, that that argument point that I gave you, Josh. What are you uh, d- d- as someone who hadn't seen these movies that recently? Like, was there anything before you watched them that you remembered about them, either in your own mind or just the cultural firmament? Well, I will say that my first thing when you said you like this more than most people was that, th- like, The Mummy got made into multiple franchises. It even returned in 2017, right? Yes, yeah. although... There was literally another movie called well, Mummy. So there's, like, the, the mummy. serialized Mummy movies, like Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy from, like, the 1930s or whatever. And I guess Universal, <laughs> like, still had the property. Um, and okay. so, obviously, those have no connection to the Brandon Fraser version. And then there's the... the you're talking about the Tom Cruise version that like bombed, which was a like reboot yes. in effect. Like there is no tie from, I'd never even saw that movie, but my understanding is that's not supposed to be the same universe. It's certainly not the same mummy. It's just the same idea of like a mummy. Movie. It's not Imhotep. It's not Imhotep. No, Arnold Vuzlu is okay. not in this movie. Wow. So you're kind of going to give me like the, the pitchfork attitude like the hipster attitude what? about the tom cruise mummy <laughs> it's not quite the original it's, mummy i mean it's actually. not you see it for uh, yourself no one else did but the beach boys can call themselves the beach boys but brian wilson ain't in the band i'm just saying it's a it's a mummy movie but it's not okay. a, it's not picking it's not up the, the threads mummy. the it's not when, working up the when you look ground. up the mummy online it is part of the it is part of the well, series of movies i'm not saying it's not a mummy movie i'm just saying it's like it's like saying that like val kilmer's batman and christian bale's batman have like it's a, it's a batman movie but it's not in the same universe that's all my point okay i got you it's not the well, same but monster my point is my, for my pop mistake. culture for oh yeah for, for pop, pop culture the mummy it started a whole new kind of like movie yeah that's so. actually and it you know it helped catapult the rock's career you know that was like one of his first starring roles that's in a movie a sequel, so that's a pretty i'll take who that. who who may eventually one day become our president <laughs> yeah there, i mean i would welcome that future uh um, that would be a weird and then we'd i think both win if the rock <laughs> from the mummy franchise but also like idiocracy became president we'd both be pop culturally relevant yeah though. I think the idiocracy thing, like, uh, yeah, you hear it referenced like people do when they do like 1984, and they don't really know what 1984 is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, where they're like, this is like 1984, and that's become so. I don't know. This is a separate point, basically, but I feel like people say that, like, conservatives and liberals say. When that. People say things are Orwellian, <laughs> like that kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're just like they can refer to something they think is like overreach is whatever, 1984, but. Uh, I mean, there are some like Donald Trump being in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely points to idiocracy. People just not knowing that. Like, I mean, we we skipped over the whole premise of idiocracy, which is like, or not the premise, but the the plot where he's like, water your plants with water. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and people are still using Gatorade or whatever. Like, I think as we get into like, I mean, you know, 
sorry, he's your, he's your sponsor, but like even beyond the Trump presidency of just how dumb last year was, like there are moments where like, it's too stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like where I literally had that thought last year. So in a weird way, I got to give idiocracy credit or Mike judge credit for like kind of laying out like, I don't know that idea that like if we keep behaving <laughs> in a dumb way, the culture will get dumber. <laughs> and like some parts of that have happened quicker than other parts. I will push back a little bit and say I think Bush's presidency was worse. Okay, uh, uh, that's a whole different topic. Yeah. Trump was definitely he made things so much dumber, and he gave dumb people and racist people uh, like a little more confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Bush isn't a sponsor, uh, so you can go off on him but if you Bush, want. Although we do, I mean, Bush has one of his paintings started on Afghanistan. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Bush was like actively like, hey, let's go. To, he was whatever. He he was a little more active. I that's think. true. He like well, did some terrible. Well, that's shit. what happens when, you know, Dick Cheney is your puppeteer. So, uh, yeah, um, you know what? I was going to talk about this later. I mean, I don't know how we haven't even talked about it yet, but I don't know how the fuck you didn't laugh at the electrolytes like the the Brondo. Uh, just that it has electrolytes so, that everybody kept yeah, saying it. That, yeah. Just like, yeah, that was just a funny little bit to me. I don't know. I also like the, I like money. <laughs> <laughs> I like that sex. running gag is fun. I like money. I like sex. I like money. <laughs> uh, I, oh, sorry. You go ahead. I was just going to say one thing that struck me watching Idiocracy again, and you kind of mentioned it, Quinn, is like, they talk, they make it seem like the dumb part of our society is basically like all trailer trash and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I think one thing they maybe didn't adequately <laughs> satirize is like, you know, dumb people also wear suits. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like uh, that would be. It sort of like took a big reach in terms of like satirizing like our culture and our politics becoming dumb, but uh, there wasn't like it was a little. It I guess where it lacks the things it doesn't predict is just how. Like, I don't know, greedy, I, <laughs> the nature of the, the that. There's dumb, only like where one that interpretation of dumb depicted in the movie, and that's yeah. just yeah. like sub room temperature IQ kind of people. And there are a lot of yeah. people who we've met who are dumb, but like seem smart. Like if you just talk to that. Yeah. Like there's multiple. It's not a it's not a nuanced enough portrayal of idiots. It sounds like what yeah. you're saying. Um it leaves out a lot of different types yes. of suits. Yeah, like no, who's to you, who's to say? Well, there, ahead, the one Leonard. dude is wearing a suit, the CEO of Brondo. But like you said, you never <laughs> you never see the elitists, you never see the rich people in this scenario. So you yeah. like the closest you get to is like a judge, a lawyer, and a doctor. And the judge, you only see him in the scene, and you know a lawyer can you know doesn't mean much if saying you're a lawyer. But uh, this sort of transitions <laughs> yeah. into our next topic, which is how well do these movies hold up now josh this is this is kind of like you can interpret this any way you like that could mean like well the special effects haven't held Mm -hmm. up or it can mean like these ideas are shit or whatever um and i think just branching off of your point like the idea that dumb people like dumb white people are trailer trash dumb black people like are kind of like gangster types like leonard you know help me out here yeah like it's ghetto type right like i think they say at one point that like the language is like a mixture of like ebonics and like appellation. I don't know. It's sort of like the 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 stereotypical worst of all. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna come too hard after after that. I've I mentioned there's like 
some of the language in the movie is outdated. That's like to be expected from a comedy in the mid two thousands. And I think at least this movie had the ex- has the excuse, which is legit, of like knowing that this was like sub you know intelligence level language, and they're just saying it to kind of drive home a point. Um, but I I do feel like it it feels for a movie set in twenty five oh five. It feels very much like it, I, you could place it exactly like in the middle of the two thousands. So I don't know. It felt a little bit of its time, but also the ideas are evergreen as we've been talking about so Leonard, I, I, don't know I get it i feel like i feel like we've what is this category uh, how well does it hold up this how does it hold up okay yeah um i feel like that obviously you know is an issue as far as how well does it hold up but like you said it's part of like they're dumb and th- these are like you know uh not the smartest people so that's the reason why they use that jargon and that you know offensive language but uh i feel like it holds up pretty well in the other regards of what happened in the last year people just being misinformed and believing everything they see on the internet and storming the Capitol and crazy shit like that. So I feel like it holds up pretty well in that regard. Um, and you know, the Trump presidency. So yeah, we've kind of the, been talking about it as it relates to yeah, the so mummy. I feel like the, the mummy, the mummy holds up as a movie better than the, the freaking the Tom Cruise reboot. They did a Tom Cruise reboot. People were like, nah, we don't want it. We're just going to stream HBO max and watch the, <laughs> the Brandon Fraser mummies. I think, uh, Whatever entertainment value it has is kind of like you could have made this movie in 1940 and it would have been much the same and you can make it today and you'd make it probably much the same. It, 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 it doesn't look terrible. So like the CGI obviously isn't like it's, it was great for the time. So it doesn't look like that bad now. But, uh, you know, so I feel like it held up pretty well as far as like how it looks. Yeah, and it helps you know? to set it like obviously it came out in 99. It was set in like 1930 yeah, and, but it, like, and it and it. It's a fantasized 1930, so it's not like it's like this is an era appropriate. Like it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, but other than that, the the movie was horrible. <laughs> Did either of these have anything <laughs> sticking out to you, Josh? Of like, be like something you wouldn't do today or you wouldn't see, or have, have we? Are we talking? So in in terms of, yeah, I guess like just watching an older movie from like what would they do differently in 2021? Yeah, it could be any way, any way you uh, can hold up from like technical to just wouldn't you do that today yeah however i hear what you're saying about the language in idiocracy you know you anytime i hear the f word in regards to like how you refer to gay you know the bad word uh not great but i will say that in that part of that was not an uncommon thing no, to no, have no, like to, for like to play a bro or a dumb character and say that and not realize like maybe you don't even need to it's say also it. a white guy who says the n-word <laughs> Oh, there. I, yeah, I might have. Leonard, I might have missed that part. Your your, your beloved pimp characters <laughs> when he goes into <laughs> oh, when, yeah, he, when yeah, he puts yeah. him in the crowd chamber, he's like, "What's up?" Yeah. <laughs> to both Luke Wilson and uh, Matt Rudolph. But yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? I I think I'm I'm a little more like I can take the joke there. You know, like I get the joke. Yeah. I don't know if I would write the joke nowadays but i i don't like judge the joke as no much. neither do i i'm just funny. trying to score internet points against uh, leonard i'm just yeah <laughs> just making you reckon with the i i think you would not they probably they probably wouldn't do that today but i do think it's probably a more truthful depiction of like that strain of idiocy populating and yeah. taking over the world in 2005 2500 that is what people would be saying and they never use it and as a slur around. i mean it is a slur but they never use it as the intended slur they use it like to mean to describe bad, basically, which is yeah, you know, which was prevalent back then. Which also no, no, great. doesn't make it better, but it's it's not. Yeah. Um, well, the mummy, I would say, like the things that jumped out to me were like 
couple of the I feel like Brendan Fraser's character is a little sexist. Uh, I also thought that like was the friend like was the friend of or not the friend the Benji or whatever. Yeah. Was he a person of color? <laughs> You're not gonna <laughs> get me to guy? answer that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, was he? The, he was. He was also a little effeminate, which is something that like Disney did with its villains that people have a problem. The actor's with, name you know, is like Kevin J. O'Connor, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he is probably he's, white. <laughs> so he may not be from oh, the middle, middle Eastern. Well, they they. I think the 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 little bit of cover that they give themselves, such as it is, is that I don't think they ever plant a flag in any particular nationality for uh-huh. him and there's that scene which i think is funny where he's in the beginning he's like being advanced upon by the mummy and he just takes out different religious symbols and speaks in different languages of all of the yeah. i think it's that thing where it's so ambiguous uh, that <laughs> you don't know what to be upset by you know that kind of thing where it's like hey this is an offensive dip- but is this supposed to be a-? you know like i don't know uh there very well may be that they wanted him to be kind of an egyptian type character which uh, he's not so yeah I, I'm not sure and the actor who plays the mummy Arnold Vos- uh I think it's V-O-S-L-O-O Voslu Voslu I'm not exactly sure but he is I'm uh, I, I didn't know who he, who he was he's Dutch German Danish French South he's from born in South Africa so uh, yeah I'm not sure I, I honestly will give them a, a, a nod on like there were like not everybody in this movie was white like in like the people of the land were yeah. low bar. so i was like i was like all right at least they did that cuz it was like it the 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 thing that did feel was like all right these white people came from america and england or whatever the fuck and and <laughs> and came over so i did appreciate that somewhat i don't know if the girl at the beginning who was supposed to be like the egyptian queen or whatever i think she's white i don't know if she's white but uh it was it was I wasn't mad at that. I was look I was I was expecting to be mad about it, but it, it, it I really wasn't. So They sort of did it ambiguously enough where it was like okay, the, yeah, the woman exactly. who plays a Nuxuna Moon who he gets like tortured for loving. Yeah. She is yeah. um I'm not sure her exact nationality, but she is the uh woman from Arrested Development who uh is the love interest of Job and Michael in the like Hermano episode. Do you remember the like first season of Arrested Development? Oh yeah. Yeah, Maria is uh, Marta. No, I believe I, that's a whole Marta. Yes. That's right. Yeah, that's a, it's a whole runner. It's not just one episode. Sorry, it's like a yes, it's, she's in several episodes, but I the Armano episode is the one that I come back to a lot. But yeah, yeah uh, so I recognized I her I just from that, that in this rewatch. But uh, and she features more prominently even in the second movie, which I'm sure you guys will both watch the second we're done recording this. Podcast, <laughs> <so>. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep going yeah oh no josh did you have i was just gonna else? say i don't think there's anything that really i think like idiocracy like holds up and that like people will reference it i think the mummy's just like a pretty evergreen yeah. movie so i think that's, that's i think that's the, that. the, the we all came in the same place there uh leonard this is the most important category that we have the third category do you not remember it or are you just so excited to say it because i'll let you say it no nah, i'll let you say it because you don't remember it now was Luis guzman in either of these films this is the most important category. If Luis Guzman is in either of these films, that's a huge advantage for one of us. Uh, we went with Luis Guzman? That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. All right. Every season uh, that we've done of this, Josh, we are now in season four. We have picked a kind of a, a well-known character actor who pops up in a lot of movies just to see because we're t- pick, typically picking from the 80s, 90s, 2000s. Oh, and the first season we did Samuel L. Jackson. To call him a character actor is probably a f- 
that's put, uh, downplaying it, but he's in a lot of things. He's a busy yeah. actor. <laughs> uh, our second season, who we did? We did Gary Oldman, um, and then last season we did Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, and now we've got Luis Guzman, who uh, he's in okay. a number of Paul Thomas Anderson films. You can see him everywhere. If you don't know who he is by his name, you would recognize his face. Unfortunately, he's not in he the Mummy. <laughs> He could have been in the mummy. They probably it's probably best that he wasn't because they probably would have made him Egyptian. So I'm uh, going to say maybe dodged a bullet. Oh, they for sure. He if he was in the mummy, he would have been the uh, the guy who uh, was putting Brendan Fraser to death and then like oh yeah suggested like having sex with Rachel Weisz to get him free yes, and yes. It, like makes the dumb negotiation. I feel like if he was going to be in the mummy, that's the that's the scene he would have been in. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll just go with that because. I don't think there's there's money for him. Uh, was he an idiocracy? He, uh, Luis Guzman also. I'm actually surprised he wasn't. Wasn't in idiocracy. In, I know. I feel like he would have been great yeah. in idiocracy. He could be as like one of the one of the the council. One of like the like uh, uh, in 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 DC cabinet like, members. Uh, cabinet. He could have been a cabinet member. Yeah. I feel like he has a very funny like natural delivery uh, where he doesn't often play unintelligent characters, but I could see him very. It being very funny as like that type of, of a character but um no unfortunately he wasn't in this movie he must have been busy he's in every movie in 2006 <laughs> missed this one <laughs> well this was 2005 technically yeah, it was technically so. it's 2505 but um <laughs> yeah so another week no Luis Guzman. Uh, no, we, no. the other thing that well, tends to happen is episode. Josh this is it's like the kiss of death if we make this character actor this we just don't pick movies that they show up in. One day it will happen. Fingers crossed. Uh, we've had, hey, we've moved on to other actors in other seasons, and then the people that we've previously done have showed up in movies. So it's just like, it's how it, it's the luck <laughs> of the draw. So a wasted criterion again. Now we we'll go to the fourth one. Leonard stats. Do you want to talk about stats? Oh, I can pull some stuff up. Oh boy. Well. We already know the stat, uh, some of the stats about Idiocracy. It didn't do well in the box, box office because it got buried. I believe it made, because um, I looked, I believe it made like $143,000, which is not a lot of money. Um, but it's clearly been a hit. You can make that from being in a national commercial. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> it kind of was. It, no, no, the box office was 400. Theater. The box office was 495,000. Okay. But the budget was, is as estimated to be two to $4 million. Looked it. So it lost money. Who made it? Who lost the money? Sony? I believe Who it was, was Fox. It? 20th Century Fox. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> So they, I hope they bounce back. Yeah, I, I think they may have. Well, it's um, funny because you're saying you didn't like Disney movies because you were a cynical kid and you hated all that stuff. Well, uh, Fox is now owned by Disney. Leonard, this is uh, Idiocracy might be your favorite Disney movie now, technically. Oh, my God. They got you. No. They were like, no. if Leonard won't come to us, we'll go to Leonard. Um, this is a Disney podcast, yes. isn't it? Yes, they are a sponsor. <laughs> And in, in, in 500 years, it all be a Disney podcast. Um, six. <laughs> it got a 6.6 on IMDb and a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's surprising to me, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. You think that's too high? Yeah, obviously. But I'm just... Yeah. Critics or audience? Uh, the critics. The audience score actually is lower. There's my 60%. audience. It's 60%. Still too high. But the Google users who are cynical like me... Is eighty seven percent. This should be a stinky green tomato next to this, but you're telling me they're <laughs> technically fresh on both cases. That's okay. Well, 
real quick then the mummy was made for 80 million dollars makes that looks about right looks like that's mostly on the screen and uh it made over just over like 416 million dollars worldwide just that hell yeah, yeah. they're back baby Weinstein, Who it is? baby people love mummies <laughs> it's Mir- was it it's miramax it was Weinstein. the mummy oh. i believe so i'm gonna check that out i don't know if that's the case but uh if that's true you're fucking done, <laughs> Queen. Um, yeah, we. Uh, well, they are a sponsor, though. Um, so, <laughs> uh, the mummy has a sixty. Wow, this is the exact inverse of what you. The mummy has a sixty-one percent critics' tomato meter. So just fresh, just by the skin of its skin, um, and the audience score for the mummy seventy-five percent. Because people are smart and enlightened, and they've left these critical <laughs> opinions, and they're like, "No, no, this is the mummy movie we want." So, what do you think about that? Well, you got to keep in mind what kind of dork <laughs> loads their reviews onto <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes as a user. They have created a couple dummy reviews, and just prop this number up, get it to a nice even seventy-five. But, uh, it was the production company was Alphaville Films. I don't see Miramax or Weinstein Co. on this movie at all, Leonard. You're taking pot shots. Hold on, at my hold, movie. on hold on, hold on, slandering. <laughs> hold on. One of the movies. You, oh, it might have been Chicago. Then you stop thinking about other movies for other podcasts, Leonard. Jesus. If, uh, sorry, guys. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it now. We're doing two episodes back to back, and Quinn made me watch two shady movies back to back, and I finished the one movie before we. We originally were gonna. We had the episodes flip flopped, and then they got. So then I was in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, so peek behind the curtain. This one's been going smashingly well t- on a technical level. So I can only imagine we'll just continue this. Yeah, and I just streak revealed my pick. I just revealed my yep. pick for the next movie. That's like, like, in this episode. <laughs> I'm just fucking up, man. Um, you really idiocracy has seeped into your brain. <laughs> like it really has. Too many times. <laughs> Let's I've move. Seen it too many times. To I mean I don't know. Is there anything else we want to say about stats? I want to yeah, say Josh, please. All I'll say about those stats is. Leonard, you're saying that like it's bad that it only made half a million dollars. For my criteria, it's pretty good. That's actually yeah, it's very good. It, you know, we could we might be flipping this on its head because yeah. the criteria was a movie you like exactly. that other people don't. Exactly. So. We've we've done this before, <laughs> where it flipped on someone. Screwed it up then too. We had Carl Tart on, and <laughs> it was movies. I think it was. I think we may have already done this. We did exactly the same problem. I think we just sort of reworded it. And we, what? No, no, it's not exact. You you just said it exactly the same way, Josh. But it's this one, and there's a distinction here, fellas. <laughs> this one is movies you like more than most people. That to me says oh, people yes. like these, or these are generally considered to be. What we did with Carl was like movies that are generally hated, that we are kind of but, making an argument for that we like. I think there's a subtle distinction there. And yeah. that was a bad prompt. That la- that, that previous bad. episode. This is a good prompt. It's going well. Okay. But that was a bit Let me ask Carl if he thinks it's a bad prompt. <laughs> he does. <laughs> because we okay. gave him I don't remember what you gave him Leonard, but I gave Carl the Matrix Reloaded and he's like, I don't even want to watch that movie. He and I'm like, so then the do movie. I win? And he goes, Technically I guess you do. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> he hated just it so much. I chose he liked my movie better, which was Street Fighter. Yeah. And because he hated the other one and couldn't finish it, he that became the winner. And I was and like, I genuinely, what? I wasn't fucking around. I like the Matrix Reload. I don't love it, but I like it. Um, so that would have also qualified as a movie I like, I guess, more than most people. But that was like, it was supposed to be like, these are movies that are reviled. I wouldn't say Idiocracy or The Mummy are reviled. I think this prompt 
allows us to sort of redo it. It's just our misfortune yeah, that we wound different. up hating each other's movies anyway, so it's much the same tenor of conversation. I didn't hate The Matrix Reloaded either. I was like, this movie was fun. Yeah. And then he was like, no, this movie sucks. I was like, damn it. Is Matrix Reloaded the one with the very long sex scene yeah. in it? Intercut yes. with the rave? Yeah. It's also yeah. the one with I remember the that one. fight <laughs> on the the truck going down the freeway. The highway and, like, scene. Like the samurai swords and the, the two white dudes with dreadlocks. And also the one where he fights and, like a hundred Mr. Smiths. Yeah. Agents. Okay. Smith, please. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, right? I never saw the third one, but anyway. Who's with you not, not finishing Trilogy? <laughs> who I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who has the time for all like this. I got a, shit to do. You a parent or a... a, a, a an authority figure start a book series with you or something. And then they went to get a pack of cigarettes and they never finished it. And you're just like, I don't finish <laughs> things. now." <laughs> yeah. Basically there's an origin story. There is all I'm saying. And we're going to get to the bottom. Of it. All right. Before well, we do that, we it, should go into, I'll lose that. interest before we get to the bottom of it. Yeah. You just got to stick with this. Right. For, it's a three part origin story. Um, Leonard, take us, take us into the home stretch. What's the last. Well, one? this is the fifth and final criteria the and the one that actually matters the most yeah everything else and, to this uh, point has been bullshit Josh. <laughs> okay. and that is which movie did you like more that uh, of these two for the prompt movie that you love that other people don't love as much as you I'm do gonna step in here Leonard, because i think you're your your idiocracy is getting all over the place here. It's what is wrong with me today? Who did a better version of the prompt? So the fifth criterion is always essentially just the prompt. Which movie did we make you think that we like more than most people? And that can be by our interpretation and yours, or however you want to judge it. We are the power is out of our hands. Um, okay. I will I will make my pitch first, Leonard, because I think I'm fighting an uphill battle anyway here. And also I think you need some time to recover <laughs> before you speak. Yeah. Again. Jesus Christ. Uh, I was just giving you a real hard time. Once we come out like gloves off about each other's movies, I feel like I just get like generally chippy. Like now we're fighting in general, but <laughs> uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. I think we've talked about these movies and why we like them a lot. Um, the mummy is, uh, I remember watching it on DVD and my brother and I, my brother's a little bit younger, but we're basically the same age. And uh, we really liked these movies. We'd spin the disc a lot. And I remember my mom walking in one time and I was unfamiliar with this concept before then, but she watched like five minutes of it. Like she knew we'd watched a lot of it, but she was like, oh yeah, oh, this is like a fun B movie. And I did not know what that term was. A B movie for those unfamiliar is basically just a movie that's not trying to be, it doesn't have uh, aspirations to being high art or, you know, like quality entertainment of like the big V one summer blockbuster that everyone goes sees. This is a movie that probably would have come out like at the beginning of the summer or in August or something, because it wasn't like supposed to be this big thing. It's a, it's a B movie. It's silly. It's not to be taken seriously. And I think that I like that a lot about movies like that. The, the goals are set here instead of here. And then I feel like the movie is here and it just feels like it's left over the expectations that you had for it. Whereas if you anticipate a movie really highly and it's only okay, but I didn't like this part of that those I tend to walk out not liking as much because there's just a feeling of disappointment, even if the overall quality may be better. And again, for where I was at this time growing up being exposed to movies like this, this movie understands its assignment, I think better than any movie of this time that I was watching. And uh, it still holds up. There were like probably a period of 10 years where I'd never watched this movie once, but recently in the past few years, I've seen it a few times again and i think it it it's just as well and I'm, I'm sure there's a little bit of that's tied to nostalgia but i i think it holds up tremendously well i think it 
is a, a movie that I definitely like more than most people. I think if I go to bat for the mummy, people are going to be like, why is this guy still talking about this? So we, we created a <laughs> podcast wherein I can, and that's why it's my pick. Okay. I have a quick question. What were the contexts that you saw this movie in for in the last, you said you watched it a few times in oh, the just last like, you know, years. Cool parties with people and stuff. Uh, <laughs> they put it on, I'm gonna guess they put it on HBO max recently and I haven't brought my uh-huh. DVD. It might still be in my DVD uh, thing, but I hadn't watched it in a minute. And um, so I watched it there and I was charmed by it again. Huh? Okay. That's all I wanted to know. All right. So my argument, uh, my argument is um, more, not is more so um, not for, the uh, idiocracy, it's against the mummy, and that is the mummy, like you said, is a movie you love. Well, a lot of other people love this movie. This movie is a franchise. There's five films from 1999 to 2008. The mummy made $1.4 billion, okay? That's a lot of dollars. That's a lot of love. It's a lot of money. Um, uh, it was made for the masses. Therefore, you know, I feel like it, it's very loved by the masses. It, and I wouldn't say it's a B movie. I feel like it's a blockbuster movie. Like I saw this movie in theaters. <laughs> it is the only time I saw the movie, which maybe kind of goes for your argument. It's like I saw that one time and I never saw it again. But unlike me, a lot of people went. Actually, that's a. I mean, I saw the Mummy Returns, so I went back again for more Mummy. So um, you didn't have to be eating popcorn <laughs> next to Josh when you saw it. I, it might have been me. It, it might Was that been. you? No, it wasn't me because I, I get M&M's when I go to the movies. And, um, okay. <laughs> I, th- I could have sworn it was an old white lady, but <laughs> you could tell me anything. Um, but uh, no, and also Idiocracy, I feel like, is a very dumb movie. And I could see why a lot of people would hate this movie. And for me... It just resonated with me so well, and I loved it so much. And not many people have seen the movie. Not many people have wanted to even see the movie. And, you know, it only made $500,000. And, uh, you know, there are people out there that love it. But I feel like when I say, like, oh, I really love Idiocracy, people are like, oh, okay. You're like that guy. You know what I'm saying? So... I feel like that's why my movie is better for the criteria, and I feel like my movie is the better movie. I'm, so, I'm not going to rebut anything that you said. I'm just going to just to highlight uh, you talking about box office. You know that 2017 Mummy Tom Cruise movie that was a joke and nobody seemingly saw and nobody liked and that ruined the whole monster verse, blah, 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 blah. That movie made $410 million. So I, I just take issue with the idea that box office hit means, you know, loved and adored. But it's out of our hands. Josh, you've heard our arguments. You yeah. sat through our tech issues. Uh, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on. But then it got that. canned after that. Your movie, four more movies came. I said from 1999 to 2008, it made $1.4 billion. So, you know, that movie may have made four hundred, but then they're like, we're never doing this again. Fair point. So. Okay. We've said all we can say, Josh. It's, it's, it's entirely in your hands now. You can just tell us which is better or if you have some sort of thought process you want to enlighten us on. Um, so the ultimate landing point here is the, is the winner of this yeah, you tell us contest. who's right, and we just okay. uh, yeah. And obviously, this is this is we're still early days, so this isn't going to yeah, hold this is any the weight in terms of like, for the listeners. But it's going to be tallied okay. for sure, and it's going to be it may Quinn. wind up being the difference. Okay, well, I will just say that I I really enjoyed how you both interpreted the category because it was a loose category, uh, a movie that you like more than most people. Um, uh, I would sort of. I kind of I see both your sides to this. So like 
Quinn, I don't think I've ever heard anyone love the mummy as much as you thank you have here today because the mummy just seems to me like exactly what kind of i think leonard was alluding to of just like oh yeah i'll go see that in theaters it's like a movie that teenagers will go see and hope to get a hand job (laughs) (laughs) yes it's like (laughs) and a family jaw coming unhinged is turning me on right now But I mean, like, it's, that's where it fits in my life. Not I didn't get a hand job in The Mummy. I did try to get one in the movie Frequency, and that's what I came here to say. Uh, no, I. Uh, Is that I, the I movie where like, Jim Caviezel kind of, and Randy Quaid or, or Dennis Quaid are talking through a radio or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a great hand job movie, sure. Yeah, that, that was. <laughs> that's true. In high school, I was like. Yeah, okay. Uh, you, were, you were at the beginning of the wave of ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was a 16-year-old kid just not knowing what was cranking, but I knew something was working. <laughs> um, so I would say, like, Quinn, your interpretation is valid. You do love The Mummy more than the average <laughs> person. Uh, and I, even though it was a box, a box office hit, it's a very forgettable movie Thank you. to me. Um, uh, it's almost, I forget it as much as, like, when people tell me about, like, actual mummies in the egyptian times like that's like something i did like <laughs> i studied in like grade school and was like oh cool interesting i'll never remember this uh <laughs> um, <laughs> uh and imhotep right that's a real person a real is it not very well maybe i don't know uh anyway and and leonard yours is on yours is sort of also uh on par or like is appropriate for this category of like you know, I come from a world of comedy nerds, so, like, I definitely – it's not weird. If someone was like, hey, have you ever seen Idiocracy? And I was like, yeah. Like, it w- I could see myself talking about that with my comedy friends. Um, but in the in the general, like, landscape, most people do not know what Idiocracy is, uh, and that's reflected in the box office numbers. So you like this more than the average person. I think it's true. I don't know if Idiocracy is, like, reviled. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely not hmm. – it is. It is by one I think person. It's people on this that have podcast. heard of it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, two different interpretations, sort of on the same category. I'm going to decide the winner based on just which movie. <laughs> if you pop this on it, if you were like, "Hey, we've been hanging out at your house for a while. Let's say we ate. We had some, what I did last night. I barbecued. You know, people are hanging out. We were sort of at the point in the hangout where it's like, let's put something. Are you on trying the to get TV. a hand job? I'm trying to get a hand job. <laughs> um, uh, I think just on the average day, I would be more appreciative of watching Idiocracy. I think that, uh, like, if you tried to turn on The Mummy, like, even if it was like, a, I, I like this movie more than the average person, to just check this out with me, I think I would still be like, ah. I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of personal taste. Like it's just the type of movie that's kind of unremarkable mm-hmm. to me. I get why you like it. I like plenty of movies that way. I'm trying to think of movies I had on like VHS or DVD that like um like I saw The Mask a million times, Little Rascals. I saw Meet the Parents. Oh, Meet saw, the Parents is a classic. You know what movie 
You know, movies maybe closer to this for me is Shanghai oh. Noon. Really like <laughs> Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. A different Chan. Wilson brother. Yeah. Shanghai Noon is a great movie. I wouldn't even pick that because I assume that that movie is universally beloved. <laughs> no, that's a great that's a great one though because you're absolutely right, and it probably would have been a better pick because uh, everybody thinks Jackie Chan. They think Rush Hour. It, it, uh, Jackie Chan's American uh-huh. buddy comedy movies. They think Rush exactly. Hour. Exactly. Big Shanghai Noon. I saw Noon, that Shanghai yeah. Nights guy like opening here. weekend. Remember when? You, just that's so crazy. The movies, I feel like the early two thousands was like some of the worst time for movies, <laughs> for all media. Yeah. Honestly, music like it was just bad. But and maybe better than it is now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, just in terms of they made stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think just like which movie I think you both fit the category. I, I think in different ways. So I'm not going to judge who hit the category best. But like just like my. F- the movie that I think like stands out or that I like that fits the category is probably Idiocracy. Okay. Like I could turn that on at a hangout and be like, "Yeah, this is fine." And it's about an hour and twenty minutes. It's kind of not offensive in that way. <laughs> it might be offensive in some of the language. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's just personal preference. Um, is is I would say, you know, this is a very this was a very open to interpretation prompt. We like those. We we also enjoy the straightforward ones but it's nice to sort of get into the weeds of like what do we think you mean <laughs> i think yeah. leonard and i were n- neither one of us 100 percent confident but that's kind of the fun of it because if it's like best yeah i don't know best uh, what was funny though is i really as soon as you gave us that i instantly you did have it right away I instantly knew it was idiocracy yeah. i was like i didn't even think about it i just was like idiocracy like I, it, it just made sense to me yeah so Cause I've owned that movie and I've loved it. And I, when I was younger in my early twenties, like I hate like people who try to like push things onto other people, but I always like, you gotta watch Idiocracy, man. You, you gotta watch Idiocracy, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, Leonard, I think you and I might have similar tastes in comedies. Cause I was, a, I'm a huge broken lizard fan as well. Like, and even up to, I didn't like Slam and Salmon, but <laughs> I saw Beer League in theaters. Slam and Salmon was so ridiculous. I saw RIP Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> oh Yeah. I saw Beer League in theaters, too, in Moab, Utah, on a vacation with my dad. I snuck 3.2% beers into a theater in Utah and watched that in a theater with no one else in it. That's so anyway. hilarious. Um, uh, this has... You know what? Go, go, Leonard, go. I was just thinking another movie I could have chose, chosen, but it would, it would have worked against me because there's four of them now, is The Purge. Like, The Purge mm. movies. I would have chosen like the Purge too, though, because the first Purge is kind of trash. But anyways, yeah, I liked the one that. What was the one the the last Purge? Yeah, is that what the it was last Purge. Oh, the the last it was like from a few years ago. It, it was uh, the first Purge. There's like a political one. There's like yeah, they they uh, name like yeah. the fifth election one the year, first purge, purge or something, which is like why would the you purge, do that? It was Purge the election year, so it was like Purge, Purge two, Purge yeah. three was election year, Purge four Binge. was. The first purge, and then I think there may I don't even know if there's a last purge. The one that just came out though in July, and I haven't seen it, which is kind of crazy. I'm gonna have to watch it now. It's Purge Forever. So the Forever Purge. Yeah. I like the Purge movies. Or Forever Purge, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Josh, you've been uh, a fantastic guest. Uh, probably a better uh, quality of guest than the the way that we host this podcast deserves. I think, but thank <laughs> you for bearing with us, Leonard. After week two, we find ourselves again tied. At one win apiece. One, one. It's a best of nine. There's a lot of road to hoe. But, uh, Josh, we'll have to 
well, you may never want to do this ever again, but if ever we have the, if ever we're graced <laughs> with your presence again, we'll have to do something very finite, like best movie from 1997, something that is like not, not of yeah. interpreter or like best broken lizard movie. That, that, that's one. But, cool. um, but it's been a blast talking about these movies with you. Thank you for this prompt. I think, uh, it's fun to have ones that are just a little bit amorphous and, um, I mean, I'm fucking bummed that I lost, but that's okay because I I uh, see the virtues in a film like The Mummy, so I'm the real I, winner here. I'm very stoked that I won, and uh, once again, appreciate you having you on, Josh. Uh, we were a little off today; we a little were a little wacky, but it, it was fun. It was a nice ride. Um, where can the people find you? Um, I'm at Josh Simpson on everything: Twitter, Instagram letterboxed that's <laughs> uh and youtube i mean i've been making some i made some videos earlier in the year i'm gonna get back into that and then uh the meat improv is there's like 270 some episodes out we're on a little bit of a hiatus now we're coming back with maybe something like seasons that's eventually yeah. so it's not gonna be a weekly yeah. you don't want to do a podcast every week could... just call it a season and then <laughs> take some time <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of what we're. That's kind of we did five years in a row Good of the Lord. meat, so there's plenty of yeah, backlog. There's a ton of good stuff. Uh, I wholeheartedly there's a endorse so the meat episodes. recommendation. I'll also say if you love this distinct form of chaos that is Leonard and I hosting Josh on our podcast, you can check out our episode of the Meat Podcast from earlier this year, which is a much smoother experience for all involved, and uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun. Was that fun. this year? Tom doesn't I make don't, sense to me. To, I'm not 100 percent sure. I stopped myself. I thought it was last I wasn't 100% year. 100 sure. I don't know. Yeah, when was it? I don't remember. remember. Uh, (laughs) We'll have to find it. I think it's dated on the podcast. But um, this has been uh, another episode of the Film vs. Film podcast. Anywhere that films fight, we talk about it. I'm saying this like it's a refrain that I say every time, but that's just the first time. Uh, Come see us again next week. Leonard has already spoiled the picks, but you can find out what prompted uh, it. No, one pick. Spoiled a pick, so you can find out what prompt it's appropriate for. And until such a time, we will see you at the cinema. Watching the movie Ass. <laughs> oh yeah, that was actually. I didn't laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs>